Welcome to another episode of the Fear of Missing Out podcast, a show where we talk to superfans about popular and niche things and ask them what they like about them and where you, the newcomer, can get started. On this week's episode, we're peeling back the veil of misconception on the sexually charged lifestyle known as bimbo culture. All right, lovely guests, would you care to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Alexa, and um, I'm the host of a podcast called Bimbo Night School. Um, I'm a student at Columbia as well. I'm studying music business there, so um, I'm in my third year, so I've got one more year to go. Um, but predominantly, I like I work for Fort Knox Studios and Private Stock Studios as well. All right, you keep yourself very busy. So I know that one thing I wanted to uh, talk to you about um, when I'm brought you on to the show is uh, almost at the same time we both had the bright idea to this our own podcasts. Um, as uh, my whole thing is just to introduce people to new things, and yours is actually to do that same thing, but you you go on a different route of things. So um, one thing um, that you do um, is you uh, let people know more about Mimbo culture. So uh, I know that for me, um, I'm gonna need you to get me more up to speed on. Um, what that is and what that means and what that entails aside from like the handful of TikToks and articles written um, by like people like Chrissy uh, Klepeka and the Chronicle's own uh, Justice Lewis who wrote about bimbo culture and uh, her opinions piece. Uh, I'm hella ignorant when it comes to those kinds of things. So, uh, would you mind running me through explaining it to me like I'm five what bimbo culture is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in in like a condensed version, um, bimbo culture a lot has to do with like taking back terms that were used against um, like hyper feminine women for so long. Um, I think for so long, like people were boiled down to like derogatory terms like um, obviously bimbo and um, like hoe and slut, like were words that were weaponized against women for a really long time for either being like hyper feminine or for um, like just kind of owning their sexuality um, and things like that. So just kind of like taking back that word and taking back those terms and kind of like embracing them to mean that it's okay to embrace your sexuality it's okay to embrace hyper femininity and things like that um so just kind of like really taking that back and kind of owning that as a whole okay so i know um well this being my first i guess proper introduction to what bimbo culture is i wanted to ask you what it was your sort of introduction to um just the world of a bimbo culture and do you consider yourself one and what are kind of the qualifications or like if there are even any uh for being a bimbo yeah absolutely um so i obviously like with the birth of tiktok everything has been a lot like people have found communities that they often didn't even know that they were a part of already um and i think that that's like a super important thing that social media is doing for all of us is connecting us like all to communities that we didn't even know that we belong to that can often make us like feel a lot more empowered or at home and I think that um not knowing that I like belonged to this like subculture of people that were hyper feminine people that oftentimes like owned their sexuality and were very blunt about it and very open about it and like very um you know, willing to communicate about those types of things on a very, like, casual level, um, not knowing that that was, like, okay, and that there were other people that did that as well, and that, like, felt those same ways was super empowering, um, I think a bimbo in general is just, like I said, somebody that, and it doesn't even necessarily need to be, like, a hyper-feminine person either, because, um, 
I know Chrissy has done a fantastic job of like opening up, um, opening up that whole community and like that whole structure to people that, um, are, you know, non-binary folks, uh, even in men too, like the whole himbo term is like a very funny thing. Himbo and thembos, like she uses that a lot. Um, and it's like just a big community of people that, you know, may not, always feel like they have it all together and may feel like some of the things that they're talking about often get frowned upon or that they aren't taken seriously because like they are um they're comfortable with their sexuality they're comfortable with um a lot of times on the podcast I talk about like just messing up like or just doing things that aren't always like seen as super glamorous so things like you know going too far and you know going like to parties when you're younger and like really not knowing where to draw the line and things like that and like just embracing that those things are okay and that you learn from those things and I think anybody can be a bimbo if you try as long as you're an accepting person (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, not to add a tangential um Simpsons reference but sometimes I know that people whenever there's something that's like really um sex positive they uh, oftentimes will sort of be like uh, Skinner in like the um Simpsons moment where like there's a bunch of like girls dancing on him and he's like oh god oh no type of thing so um you mentioned that sometimes people um do misstep and they um do uh are in situations where they're kind of like uh, more in uh, muddy waters with that um can you explain uh, more on uh, what that uh, situation kind of is yeah absolutely like I guess more so than anything, I think our generation is doing a great job of bringing to light the fact that there are there are a lot of things that happen in your 20s that aren't super glamorous and aren't super like, I would love to go through that again or just like situations like that. Uh, when it comes to growing into your sexuality and when it comes to really like owning that aspect of your life and I think that a lot of times people try to mask that or hide it or you know put on a persona about who they like put up a front about who they are and like what parts of their sexuality they embrace and which parts they choose to hide away and I think it's super important that like we as individuals come to like a conclusion that this is something that we biologically as humans are composed to act upon like we are we are biologically wired to be attracted to other people and like that falls into a lot of different things and that's fall like fallen into religion and how religion has continuously shamed like uh, people's sexuality and things like that and how like different establishments have you know put down women and femininity as a whole and um how that's really like impacted you know vulnerable groups like sex workers for instance I talk about that a lot on the podcast as well that like that is a very vulnerable group of people that is often um kind of you know like thrown under the bus for different things that and oftentimes like put into very uncomfortable and unsafe situations because of what they do for work and it it's interesting to me and I mentioned this on the show too is that we as a whole I would say I don't want to like misquote some random statistic but I would say a large large percentage of the population does take part in like pornography or they go attend like strip clubs or they you know whatever they like may solicit people for for like other sexual acts and like to then shame someone on a human level 
when you are part of the reason that the industry exists is extremely hypocritical so it's like it's a dangerous it's a dangerous field to be in and i i see that there's like some sort of like societal turn a little bit with it like things are starting to come around a little bit and be more open and accepting to sex work but um there's a lot of work to be done Mm. And I know that there was, um, at least when there was some social movements like Free the Nipple, where there were the dude bros that like completely took the message of that and like turned it on and says like, yeah, yeah, I'm all about this. Well, missing the entire point of the message. Um, so I was going to ask you, since uh, we mentioned Chrissy, but are there any other like certain like figureheads when it comes to uh, bimbo culture or just uh, people that you kind of look up to in general? And uh, what um, what are the kind of works that they do to sort of help um, push that message forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on that, in that same vein, like it's important to also note that not every bimbo needs to be extremely politically charged either. I know Chrissy has used her platform for for good in that way, but if that's not necessarily something that you're, you know, like super passionate about or super knowledgeable about, obviously you should educate yourself because it's going on around you. But at the same time, like if you're not using your platform for, you know, for politics or for like a specific um, you know, political vendetta, that's, you know, also fine. And on that note, um, there are a few accounts that I do follow that aren't necessarily as political as Chrissy is. Um, but there's one that's very like empowering. Her name's Glitter Paris. And she's like, she's, um, I want to say she's like in her fifties, but she's super, she's like very energetic and very like, um, it's very much like talking to you type of content and she kind of goes on these little tangents about how you should own who you are and if you want to dress xyz way and you want to act this way and you want to do this then you should and you should be happy that you are so those types of things are like super empowering to like watch too because there are hyper feminine women all over different platforms that are like saying hey, it's okay if you want to dress in nearly nothing. That's totally fine. And, like, you can be accepted for doing that. So she's a great example. I'm trying to think of um, some other ones, but I'm drawing a blank. So she's a great example of one that isn't as, like, political uh, if that's not your thing Mm, with Chrissy. And you mentioned uh, empowerment, so I wanted to turn the question a little bit more back towards you. Uh, so in what ways has uh, sort of bimbo culture sort of empowered you in like um, just how you conduct yourself in like your daily life? Um, in what ways have you like sort of drawn lessons or like any sort of like um, just ways of like, I don't know, how your lifestyle has maybe changed or been impacted by that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with with the podcast as an example, for one, um, I've been having a lot of like interpersonal conversations um just kind of like with myself just like thinking about like what it really means to put all of what I talk about in the podcast on the internet and like having that be up for people's judgment and um it's been a it's been an awakening for me because I think like the more I talk about it and the more I um like kind of explore different topics and everything the more I realize that you can live a life of professionalism. I, I like am proud of myself at the moment for doing like the different things that I'm doing, um, on like aside from the podcast. So like in addition to the pod, like the show, I am doing a bunch of other stuff that like is developing like my professional career while I'm talking about some crazy like raunchy topics on this podcast that I just sometimes do so like creating that balance and like finding that balance has been 
an interesting journey, but, um, and it hasn't come without some, some interesting conversations with people about it. But, uh, I think that that has like impacted me a lot and just like seeing how, um, how much it gets people talking and like almost uncomfortable. Um, so that's like, that's something super impactful. I think over time that has, has really changed my life. Mm. And I know that you mentioned, um, and I guess when it comes to all things, once you like kind of have your hat in like a lot of different games, uh, once you sort of have like your toes dipped into like a conversation that's like more sexually like charged, people tend to more clue in on that than like paying attention to like, oh, well, you also do these other things as well. So I wanted to ask you, uh, are there any other like types of like discourse or anything like that that becomes mind numbing when it comes to like those types of like um, sort of misconstrued kind of like um, hyper focusing on that like more sexually charged side of you or um, and what kind of like discourse and misconceptions sort of come with um, being a part of bimbo culture? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, recently, I've had a lot of conversations with. Um, I would when I first started doing the podcast. I guess I'll start there. Um, I knew that there, I it ran a risk of ending up in the hands of like my parents or like um, you know people that I was a little terrified to like be that open and honest with um and employers you know things like that those were all things that came to mind when I initially started um but I think about like podcasts like like call her daddy is a great example um I don't necessarily follow that same structure but like the concept of talking about um talking about that type of subject matter where it's like very sexually charged um it's it's a little scary for an individual and it shouldn't be because we all go through it we've all we've all had these experiences um oftentimes i'll ask people to write in for stories like write in stories about xyz and um they'll give me like a detailed thing but they don't want to they want it to be anonymous because they don't feel that it's like a good thing to have out there and by me like kind of being a martyr in this whole thing and be just kind of like creating the show to be like hey I did this and I'm fine like I'm okay and uh, I think that's like a super important um super important message too to get across and it's it's even seeped into weirdly enough like my dating life like I've had some odd conversations with people about it like oh I just don't like I just don't feel comfortable with like you putting that type of information out there and it was all things like that have happened in my past and like they they exist there so I don't know why like it's anything that we ever need to hide especially when it comes to like sexuality and like being open about um you know the peop- the things that happen as like a 20 something that you you know you never talk about with old, like other people because it can be uncomfortable it can be it can be weird times like weird things that you go through that may be like hard to face but we all have them so having the conversation be muted is is difficult and it shouldn't shouldn't be that way and so for those who are interested in knowing more, educate themselves more on bimbo culture, like myself here today on this podcast, or um, people who might wish to become one, uh, where can they go to sort of like read up and sort of embrace that life? Yeah, I think I, and like I said, I think TikTok has been a great, like a great way to kind of find communities that you belong to and find 
um, find people that you relate to and find things that you like doing that you may not have even known. Um, so I think that's a great place to start. Um, even if you just like search the word bimbo, a billion different people pop up, um, sharing this, that, or the other thing. And while some of it may be more like entertainment based and less like, you know, educational, um, I think that some of, some of the people that have, you know, based, this conversation around themselves have gone on to do different press and um like for example I keep using her but she's she's like one of the most well-known at the moment um Chrissy she's actually she's I mean she's from Chicago she lives here so she's like a very centric part of like that conversation but uh she um she did an article with uh Rolling Stone and that article really embody uh, embodies like a lot of what I see bimbo culture to be and like what I love it being um but then there are also other sides of the conversation so there's a lot of different like avenues for bimbo culture in general because there are um you know self-proclaimed bimbos that uh have been um you know in the porn industry for a really long time and don't like that there's politics now being tacked on to that image and that there's like you know different conversations being applied to that image and I can see where that would be applicable but I think like myself I'm a political bimbo so um (laughs) so I really do believe that like that you know, if we're going to talk about those, if we're going to have this, like, this image, like, all wrapped pretty in pink, like, you might as well tack an important, um, an important message on top of that platform. All right. I'd say that has been a podcast. Uh, this will be the part where I open it up to you. Uh, obviously, uh, you've mentioned before the work on your podcast, but feel free to share any of the projects or any social media with the people so that they can uh, keep um, the conversation going with you online on the interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the the podcast, the Instagram, um, with all of the links there attached is at uh, Bimbo Night School Pod on Instagram. Um, I also do have a Reddit page um, by the same name where you can kind of like ask me questions and things like that. But um, aside from the podcast, um, follow Private Stock Studios and um, I do like their internship coordination. So if you're looking for an internship, let me know. Um, um, and I also do their project management stuff for some of their different artists. And you can follow me if you want. I'm, I'm all right sometimes. Um, it's at Lexaloo143 on Instagram. And I think that is me. That's me. <laughs> all right. Well, now you guys know more than zero about bimbo culture. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.